You didn't freaking define the donut. And now I'm being serious. Where, is it written down somewhere? Richard and I are writing it down. Oh, well, well, then, well, then don't be shocked that I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson, and I'm Bob Galen, and I'm scared. You shouldn't be, Josh. What I you you have something that you started to say before we started, and you were like, "No, I'm going to wait." Well, you know, I was I was listening. I don't often, you know, I don't like listening to my voice. You know that mm-hmm. because you rub my nose at it all the time during these recordings. I would never. So you do, of <laughs> course you do. But um, I was listening to Metacast the other day. I think in a plane or something. Uh, and it just hit podcast. I'm downloading them on my phone and stuff. And I listened to probably two of them. And uh, and so the key thing, I have a crow to pick with you, Josh. <laughs> so there's all this whining. Metacasters, you'll know this. I mean, if you've listened to any episodes, you'll know that Josh is always whining about me getting all these words in. Right? And you never getting, oh, he says hello and he says goodbye at the end. And then he cries in the middle right, to <laughs> quietly to himself. That's that's the Josh view of the Medicast. Uh, you get a lot of words in. I think, so let me guess, you listen to the football Medicast. I, that, did, I did listen. That's a, that's a non-standard Medicast. That's not true. I listen to a couple Medicasts. Okay. I listen to like chickens. I listen to like probably three or four or five Medicasts. You are not the starving sort of neutralized. I would be interested to hear what your wife has to say about oh, this. Oh, don't bring <laughs> Diane into this. Oh, that was that was underhanded, and you know it. You know exactly why why that is. No, it's you get you get your fair share. I would. I'm I'm thinking you get your fair share. Do you know how, how hard I have to work to get my words in? Now you now you're whining about the work you got to do. <laughs> Before, it was like I never no, got a word it's in. It's so hard to get five words in. I've got to try and d- steer you into different directions that maybe you, you, just got, you don't know about. You got about. 15 words there, right? 20. <laughs> See, so that means I'm done for the whole... <laughs> <laughs> you may be done for the Medicaid. <laughs> you have your allotment, son. That's, yeah. that's all you get. I know. Trust me. No. Uh, you know what? I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm calling it out. I think there's I think there's recorded evidence that supports my position that that you're not the poor neutralized you know talker that you pretend to be. We have talked about writing some software that would go and do a word count. I would love to do that, and I would be I would be I would rise from the ashes that you put me in. You burned me too often, and I would be like a phoenix rising. Right, and it would sh- I'd shove my the, the ashes in your nose because you're I, I stand. You should you should apologize for what I don't know. <laughs> just 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 because I'm sorry, Bob. No, that wasn't heartfelt, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, Metacasters, have you ever heard of Krispy Kreme? We are in the land. I think it's. We aren't we in the land of Krispy Kreme. I don't. I mean, we have. I think they're made in like Greensboro. So no, I think they're. This is the South is like the land of Krispy Kremes. Okay. I think. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't know where they were founded or whatever. I think they're founded down here. I think they might be founded in Greensboro, North Carolina, but I'm probably wrong. But nonetheless, donuts. We are going to talk about donuts today. And yes. Josh is going to expand on it. We are. And if you saw Josh, you would understand why <laughs> there's a reference to donuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I so, thought I'd tee that up for thanks, you. Thanks, Bob. You're welcome. <laughs> it's done so well and so comfortably for me. <laughs> it's so generous. Um, one of the things that we've been doing here at The Dude is evolving our approach and Upcoming in less than two weeks, we have our Tech Day, which is our first conference here where we're opening the doors and asking everybody to come in, and we're going to talk about what we've done and try and get feedback. And Is it sold out, by the way? Uh, we're less than 10 seats left. It's I know not that. sold out? Oh, I should do a broadcast. That's, you should. That's too good of an opportunity. Yeah. yeah, that's a good opportunity. I'm actually working on a newsletter for the AON group. Do you mind if I put a... No. Fire away. Do something in there to it. Okay, cool. Yeah. That'd be cool for us to move to sell out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we're, we're uh, pretty excited. We're less than 10 seats left, which is we had our fingers crossed and hoped that we could sell out. So we're, we're pretty close. And it's been a good steady trend of people signing up. We're getting a handful each day. So it's not like we had this. You're having beer, up. right? Aren't you having we beer? We are having beer at the end. Ooh. Oh, at the end. He, at the he, end. He, he clarified. <laughs> <laughs> But there's going to be donuts in the morning, Ooh. pizza at lunch, and beer in the afternoon. Oh, my God. It's like the three food groups well, for, for Agilis. If you spend a couple sprints in our space, we have donuts, we have pizza, we have beer. beer. So it's who we are. We're sticking with what got us here and oh, what defines us. Oh, that's so. cool. So back to donuts. Yeah. So you have something called the Agile Donut? Yeah, it's something that Richard and I have been spending time on, try, trying to figure out exactly what it is that we do. Because um, we start, <laughs> I've been I've been trying to figure that out for like years, Josh. <laughs> sorry, sorry. From, from it's our, comic. I'll try to add value to the Medicaid. From our, from our, from the agile perspective of how we operate, because we don't do safe. We do a little bit of Spotify. We do a little bit of Scrum. We do a little bit of everything. So we've pulled from all these different things, and we've been trying to find a way to define it. Um, it started out with us first describing what scale means to us. So um, in one of the uh, Scrum Master focus groups that Richard hosts, we had one here at our office, and folks asked us to get up and talk about Spotify and Agile at scale and what that means to us. So I <clears throat> struggled in preparing for that, just trying to figure out exactly what does Agile at scale mean. Because if you go to any conference about Agile, that's all anybody talks about. There's frameworks, there's scale Agile framework, there's Jared Richardson has his own, I forget what it's called. Grows. Right, and there's just a whole bunch that there's are out grows, there. There's Grows, there's Dad, there's Less, there's Nexus, there's Safe. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I'm missing at least one. So, yeah. Yeah, so we, so we at first were struggling to define what scaled Agile meant. And as I talked through it and just kind of, as I was giving the talk, I kind of winged it a little bit, which often works for me. Um, I came up with a theory that we scale horizontally. So horizontal scale for us is the ability to stamp out squads or agile teams, whatever you want to call them, with minimal disruption and get them up and running as quickly as possible. So Spotify is the one thing that powers us to make that happen. Our squads, chapters, tribes, guilds, everything we've talked about, if you 
if you listen to the podcast, you've heard you've heard that whole spiel. So you're a Spotify. I mean, in your essence, if there's a template you're following, and it's really that's a bad word for it, but you're, the Spotify model is you're you're trying to follow the Spotify model for scaling horizontally. Yes, for scaling vertically, <clears throat> and what we define as scaling vertically was is um, taking agile upstream. So it, at one point we started calling it upstream agile. So bringing agile practices up into and beyond the squads. So to your roadmap planning, the portfolio, everything that goes within that. To do that, what we did was we borrowed from from SAFE. So, I, so I've been to SAFE training and you've been to SAFE training. There are parts of SAFE that I really liked. And there's it's really less about the framework. Like I like the framework. It's got really good stuff in it, but just the whole process around SAFE and the the businesses that are built around safe. So you're talking about like the upper two tiers. Yeah. So if you think of safe as being those three tiers, yeah. when you say vertical, so at the bottom team tier, you're Spotify mm-hmm. horizontally. And then when you go vertically, you're talking about the portfolio and the project planning tiers. Right. Okay. And the release trains, the PSIs. So we started to borrow things like that. And you were here for our first release planning session. We actually called it the PSI session borrowing straight from safe Mm -hmm. safe defines it as you do it i think once per quarter and it's a multiple day thing and we were pretty uncomfortable with that so we decided to do it every two sprints so we're doing a rolling psi planning session where we try and have a forecast of about six sprints out and we update that every two sprints so those are the two things that we've used to solve the problems that we've had the the donut came in because we were just trying to find a way to define it. And Richard had this idea because he likes donuts. I like donuts. We all like donuts. Obviously. There's donuts in our space right now. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, agile donuts? They're, they're agile because they're almost gone. Okay. Cool. <laughs> they move quickly. So, so the donut represents the horizontal and the vertical nature of this stuff? So, so the thing that we realized is that we took an MVP approach that we only added what we needed at the time. We didn't walk in and say, hey, we're doing safe. At all three levels, we're doing it, and these are the rules. We didn't say, hey, we're doing Spotify, and we're doing all of Spotify. This is what we're doing. The foundation and what we've said is the, the actual cake of the donut is Scrum because that's who we are, and that's where it all starts. And even with the um, safe stuff, we've done it in a manner that's very Scrum-like. So we have the PSI planning, we have a PSI stand-up, we have retrospectives, things like that. So we've took a, we we've taken a lot of the standard Scrum models and just moved them up a level. Right. Um, so the so Scrum is the the cake, the donut, the batter, the whatever. Then what we needed was a way to scale out horizontally and add a couple more squads. So we threw some icing on, and that was Spotify. That solved the problems that we had. Then we started to spread it out across the portfolio and all the products that we have. So then that's the, the sprinkles, or maybe you put bacon on your donut, or maybe it's jelly-filled. And the thing that we came up is this isn't a model where we stamp it out and say everybody gets a glazed donut. This is where you start with Scrum, you have your basic donut, and then what do you need to solve the problems that you have? Maybe you need some icing, maybe you need some bacon, maybe you need some sprinkles, maybe you need some powdered sugar, whatever the right thing is put on just what you need but don't walk in and expect everybody to be happy with a glazed donut that's good enough right but it's not it's not going to work for everything that's out there i mean that's the nature of i and i don't know this but i i would i'm guessing that 
you, you know, you're probably not even core scrum from the point of view in some areas. Probably not, yeah. Because it's, because it's your nature. I think your nature is you've influenced the dude. Mm-hmm. This isn't a comment. This is more so seeing how you react to it. Right. Uh, but I, I think your very nature, and you've said it in some of these podcasts, is you're you're an explorer. You try things. You're iterative. Right. In your approach. So you had an idea called Spotify. If it wouldn't have worked out for you, you would have changed it, and you would have just stopped doing Spotify. You would right. have done something else. And, and so that's rubbed off when you're so the donut is the way you approach personally approach I mean you've had influence here and in how, how what the agile definition probably you and Richard yeah have had like a partnership and how do we evolve this stuff right would you agree with that yeah and that's something that I think if you look at our implementation of the PSI that we started with the base approach from from safe that was as as they defined it right but a two-day marathon planning for the next quarter was not appealing to me and to me more importantly didn't give us the feedback that we needed on a recurring basis so we said okay let's do this every couple of sprints well that's the other nature that you have is I think you make it and maybe this goes into your donut descriptions because uh, I noticed that you taught you uh, proposed this for the agile conference yeah as a talk uh, but it's the highly iterative nature. Like you're running experiments. Yes. You may not say that, and, and they're safe experiments because, you know, safe is safe and Scrum is safe. So right. you're you're not you're not looking to throw it all out, but you're looking to modify it as needed for for the dude, right? Yeah, and 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 that gets back to the whole theory of the donut of taking an MVP approach of not blindly taking a framework and applying it wholeheartedly to, to everything that you're doing. Just like we did on day one. I walked in and Richard was a scrum master. I said, okay, we're gonna start with scrum by the book. And that's gonna be how we start. And we'll start to peel off or add layers based on whatever we think makes sense. And then that worked fine for a single squad. Then we had two. We're like, okay, how are we gonna stay in sync across all of this? And we added Spotify with the chapters and everything to, to, to drive that. Um, we added cross-squad stand-up, which is the scrum of scrums. That's what a lot of people do. We do cross-squad everything, so cross-squad planning. After we plan for each sprint, the squads get, get up and they talk about, this is what we're doing for this sprint, and make sure everybody's in sync, there's no redundancy or dependencies or anything like that. And I mean, do you drive? How much of it is you? I think I could guess, but it, there's you and Richard. There's, like, leaders leading. There's the head coaches leading stuff. Mm-hmm. Versus how much of it is like a collaborative thing where the teams get to pick. You know, you put up a donut on the wall and, and you give everyone darts and you say, here, we're going to, we have a problem. Let's have everyone throw darts and we're going to sort of have a consensus base for you. So how much is, is, is it led? And I'm, I'm not talking about the technology. I'm talking about the, the agile right. frameworks and the agile approaches. Is that, how much of that is is Kumbaya collaborative with the teams and how much of it is sort of intelligently led experiments by the coaches? It's about 50-50. The way we facilitate getting all the squads involved is the squad captain program that we launched where we have a representative from each squad that um, they've decided this is who represents us best. It doesn't have to be the most senior person or whatever. In fact, that's we find co- that's it's, a cool idea. We, we find it's not. So it's like the House of Representatives. You've never talked about that before. Is that going to come up in the day? Yeah. 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 There's there's some neat things you guys are doing and just little neat ideas. So once a month, we bring everybody, we bring all the squad captains in, and we do a retrospective and talk about 
what's working, what's not working, and most importantly, the tries. And we put the tries out there. So the key role for the squad captains are to represent the needs and desires of, of their squad and then to be open to discuss ideas, throw out ideas, define things we're going to try, and then bring it back to, to the squad and say, okay, here's what we talked about. Here's the things we're going to change. We do it once a month, um, and that's worked really well for us. They're the internal change agent, too, so they're, they're like, sponsoring the ideas back right. in, in, in the squad, right? Okay. Yeah, that's very – it's been very good for us, and that, that's, that's something that we started over a year ago, and at first – just didn't work really well. We had to iterate on it, just like you said, is my nature. It just wasn't working as well, so we altered probably three or four times, and now we have a clear definition of what a squad captain is, who it is. We rotate it once a quarter within the squad, so folks vote on, hey, this is who I think is best for this quarter. Um, and then we have a retrospective, and we talk, and we try and talk about the hard, dirty, nasty stuff and try and make life better. So... That's that's a key part, but but the other is Richard and I and Monica and Scott and Brent just once a week sitting down and talking about where what, things are at. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and what's 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 not right. And we actually formed a squad, so we are the the overhead squad. Okay. Um, so we operate just like the other folks. We actually have a board. We're not as good about the board as I would like with the backlog and everything. So we've talked about. But that. that's like the steering. Do. You, you yeah. guys are. And it's lightweight steering, right? right? But it's look-ahead steering. It's right. sort of anticipatory. Where do we want to? Where are the issues and things? Right. Okay. But that's so. Again, every so I think of the tribe. So so the team here in Kerry is a tribe of however many squads, and they are the box of donuts. We have an assorted box of donuts. They're all kind of the same, but some of them have different flavors of icing or different flavors of filling or different colored sprinkles. Every squad doesn't do it exactly the same. There are some that during planning task stuff out more. There are some that have different whip limits. There are some that just have different approaches to different ceremonies. How many squads do you have now? Like four. four? Yeah. I was thinking that you would have four. Yeah. You should read the gr- – I haven't read it so much. I, I attended a session – uh, I, I probably need to get back into it, but grows. Mm-hmm. You should look at grows okay. because what my understanding of Jared and Andy's grows method, it, I think it. I think it's what you're doing. It talks about sort of being principle based. So one of their core attributes. Is, I mean, they're not prescriptive. Right. They want teams to just sort of evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, now around principles like collaboration, for example, right. you wouldn't allow a squad to stop communicating to another squad. Right. Right. So, so you're, you have a principle-based installation, if you will, or agile instance. But you should look at grows because it sounds like you're growing. I'm not trying to change the donut. I like the, I like the donut. Uh, but it, it's, I, I think you align more with that. Uh, I wonder how it would scale, though, beyond – I mean, you, you still – have a very small, right? You know, group or a very small instance. Uh, talk about that. If you if you doubled in size, I mean, you have to think about. Let's just let's have a thinking exercise. Mm-hmm. That, you know, what if what if you get an influx of cash and and you want to double, you know, double or triple the squads? Right. Would, how would it work? So I mean, would you just have the donut assembly line and start? Yeah, we talked about yeah we talked about that of having like a donut farm, right? Um, and, and and 
what we've talked about, we've had different ideas on things that we could do, but the approach that we've taken is very MVP in that we're gonna stick with what we've got until it breaks. We aren't gonna try and guess. We have some ideas and theories that we've talked about, but we're gonna stick with the model and approach that we have until it breaks. And then when it breaks, we'll change quickly. We're gonna pay attention to it, we're gonna keep our eyes on it, but we don't wanna just add fluff to add fluff because we think we're gonna have a problem in six months. We're gonna add it when it becomes a problem. That's been the approach that we've had is we had Scrum and then we had two squads and then we got to four squads and multiple products in the portfolio and now we have new problems. So let's solve the problem that we have today. And we've, by nature, we're always trying to solve the next problem but we've done a pretty good job of calling each other out and making sure that we're only solving today's problem and not tomorrow's problem because solving tomorrow's problem today might create more problems today. Right. So that's been something that we, we've been very focused on. Um, so what happens in six months when we're eight squads? But um, you don't know. I don't know, but, but if I came to you again. today and I said, Josh, we need to double tomorrow. So we're, we're acquiring a company and mm-hmm. we need to mo- move from four squads to 16 squads. That, that would be a really hard adjustment because you don't, you know, there's no, there's no guidance. Right. So your current approach is an organic approach. Yeah. And I want to spin them up instantaneously. That would break your head, right, to some, to some degree. I, you would I'm have sure a little bit, but we're pretty comfortable and confident with our approach that we would, I think we'd be mostly fine. We'd have to define some tweaks, but. If I said to you, but even, even like talking about like how many donuts you could spin up. I'm not. I'm not picking right. at your approach. I'm just saying scalability. One of the the nice things about safe is you can hand out books or something. Uh, you don't have a donut. Right. You okay, know. You, you know, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. If I just and this would probably never happen, but if I instantaneously. But there are clients. I mean, there's there's a potential client I have in Raleigh, and they're they're trying to spin up 50 plus teams as soon as possible, or, <laughs> or whatever. Right. Right. And they're having this, and they're doing safe and things. So it it it, it is a real world scenario where yeah. people are trying to trying to spin up quickly. Uh, so one of the thing, luxuries you've had is you've had this organic growth approach, right? Right, where you've allowed you know the don't you've defined the donut and you've evolved it. That's inter- that's interesting. You should look at grows, I think, yeah, uh, and see how that maps to what you're what you're talking about. Anything else with the donut? Any so, any any like uh, other small you know are there donut holes? I'm sure there are holes in our donut. <laughs> sure, <laughs> um, but no, I, it's um, the thing that we've talked about because we have talked about there is expected growth in 2016 and how and how do we do that? The one thing that I know that we failed at that we've already addressed and how we're going to solve the problem is we just stood up new squads and they were seven new people. And they kind of had to discover things out on their own. So yeah. we're going to work with seeding these squads with new people. So there's two options of taking folks from existing squads and putting them in the new to because it's not in a book and we can't hand somebody a yeah, book. Yeah, you'd almost have, have to, to bring that. I mean, that's how that's how I yeah. build teams. You heard me talk about that at Eye Contact. We would grow teams and then split them. Yeah. Um, now we had we were core scrum. We weren't donuts. But at the same time, getting the behavior. Yeah. I mean, I think the, one of the key things that you're talking about and, and I am interested in is getting the behavior, not just like are you sprinting, but are you sprinting with the right behavior. Right. right? And, and so having seeds from teams, that would be another thing that would you know, cause you to sort of pause on your scaling. 
uh, to 50 teams, it would be almost impossible to have seeds and things like that. Yeah, we, we've we've said that um, we are comfortable growing by one squad per quarter, based on the approach that we have right right now of hiring them, getting them up and running. That we don't feel like we could do it faster than that with the current approach. Can I switch gears? But we're talking about dude, uh, and you can shoot me down. But I remember I, when you first joined here. Um, there was a new, there were some new projects, and there were some challenges with, you know, there were expectations. I think there was building a new project or something like that. You were here, mm-hmm. uh, and and I don't know if folks really, folks meaning the leadership, really understood what the squads were doing in the beginning. It was hard to produce stuff, right, to get traction, to get visible traction, well, because infrastructure was getting built or yeah. whatever. whatever. But that was over a year ago. That was a long time ago. So I, I propose, you know, you, you have this from the inside, the donuts from the inside. How do people perceive the donuts from the outside? Are the donuts kicking ass? Are the donuts, so, you know, are they moderately uh, valuable? Uh, so if I ask the C-level team here mm-hmm. and your boss, the vice presidents and stuff, how are the donuts doing? Um, I think in similar how we started with, an infrastructure approach and the architecture and everything that went into the platform because we're taking a platform approach as opposed to building a bunch of products mm-hmm. that that made it even harder to see the value but what's happened in the past three or four months is all of those pieces are coming together so we're seeing all of the donuts and we're seeing them and how they interact together so um, in a sprint review probably f- two or three months ago we had a beautiful moment where where a developer was talking about the service that they had just built and laid out the future of that service and what it looked like and how the combination of that service and three other services that we had just built will generate a new product that historically would have been built separately by itself. But now that we have these services, microservice approach, which we talked about in the past, we can combine them and we now have a product that are assembled from things that were built for a different purpose, but because of the way that we built them, they can be glued together and delivered. So in the past quarter, we've had a flip of eyes have been opened of, oh, holy crap, that's pretty cool. So what else can we do with that? So we've turned, but it took about a year to get the platform and the infrastructure and just the squads running at a capacity that was reasonable and actually just getting them staffed and consistent. And right. we had we had to build everything from scratch. So we had to build a team from scratch. We had to put a process in from scratch. And we had to build a product from scratch. Right. So usually you don't have to do all three of those at once. But we did. So we had to get them all li- lined up and running effectively. And it wasn't an overnight thing. So we've turned the corner which is good because it helps me sleep a little bit better at night right, um, right but it did take time just just because we we were assembling and building all three of those things at once so you think if i surveyed the leadership team they would start saying you know there's the aha moments yeah. uh, the another measure of of that is investment they talking about growth right you know they wouldn't invest in something if they didn't think the machine was working very well right so the machine is working. So not only is the donut working from the inside, the donut is working from the outside as well. Right. And so from from the investment perspective, we're back to where it was a year and a half ago when I started and you were here as well, is what's the right number of squads? Okay. So 
we've proven it with this many. Got it. Now, how far do we go and how quickly do we go? So that's why I knew that we're comfortable growing by one squad per quarter. Right. Because I've been asked that question. Like, okay, okay, so what's the what's the right number? Okay. Well, how much how much do you want to invest? I mean, the other side of what I'm trying to say, and you know, this is it's it's not agile for its own sake it's right. agile for a bit you know it's like what you know are we you know where's the beef where's the product side of things and are you producing it mm-hmm. uh, that has to be an output of the donuts as well and I'm not questioning right, yeah. I'm not questioning it but that's that needs you can't just have this donut that's sitting there just for the sake of donuts yeah, yeah it has to be producing stuff and it has to be producing the right stuff how does product fit in, in into the in, you know so talk a little bit about product I'm trying to flush the donut out a little more. Sure. Uh, so going upstream and what, what we've done is we've had an iterative approach to the portfolio backlog. So every product is in charge of building out a, a quarter backlog, quarter by quarter for about a year, and having that roadmap of what it looks like. And each product should iterate on that. And then what we do is at the portfolio level, we get them all back together and just like we do with cross squads, we do cross product, basically. And we go through and like, here's the plan of what we're building. If you're building that in Q2 and we need it in Q3, then we're okay. But it's vice versa. And then we've got to look at maybe we switch what's getting built in this product because it's all platform based. So, but you're doing cross squad planning. So it's por- it's portfolio planning and product planning, but a cross squad planning. So you have intelligent dependency management. Right. So when things land into the squads, they're thoughtfully arranged. Yeah. The, the integrations are there. Um, you're not overloading the squad. So you're not diluting things. You're not biting off 50 products. You're biting off one or two or whatever the stream. Right. Uh, and that was a big thing that helped us was to take the ceremonies and practices that we put in place to get the backlogs healthy for our squads and do the same thing at the product level. Right. Of on a regular basis, let's meet, let's talk about the roadmap, let's take the PSI planning and feed that into the roadmap and how things are looking. Let's review that at a product level. And now we have n number of products, so let's get all the product roadmaps together and line them up and talk through that and see where dependencies are or just overlap or redundancies or anything because we've had that where this product's building this, and we just built that, or we're going to build that this quarter, so now you hold off on that, and we'll have right. the answer for you. So, And the goal was to stick to Scrum as much as possible and to stick to the ceremonies and just increase the length of, of cadence. Don't do it every week or every two weeks, but do it once a month or once a quarter, whatever the right thing is, but do the same thing and have the ceremonies because it's proven, and it works. It works well for software teams. Why can't it work? for a product team. If I was to core characterize what you've done here, it's, and you said it, I'm just, just trying to wrap the session up with like, what is the donut? It's core scrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's safe for scalability. Uh, it's Spotify dynamics for team engagement. Right. Right. And cross team engagement. Uh, planning, all of the portfolio planning stuff comes from safe. Yeah. So the iterations, the other difference you've made is you're much more iterative than safe would be. So your iterativeness, uh, like your teams are grooming or planning a couple sprints, you're not doing release planning, you're doing rolling wave planning at a right. team level. You're doing rolling wave planning at a portfolio level, it sounds like as yeah. well, right? So everything, 
there's probably rolling waves the way to characterize it you're much more real time and you're doing rolling wave planning mm -hmm. is that a fair way to yeah. say is that yeah. the donut yeah i think the one thing that i'd add for the cross team dynamics of spotify is that one of the things that i'm very focused on and poor brent has to deal with a lot he's our architect is not having a silo of architects or a silo of anything so that's something that those chapters are really driving for me is ensuring that we're doing that well yep yep but yeah cool good donut thank you right I, I, we have to put we, we need to, i'm looking forward to a talk or something that, no you should write it up and, and maybe as part of that uh, do the grows thing maybe do a grows comparison and see if yeah, there's so, a so richard's giving a talk about the donut in tech day Okay, cool. So he'll be doing that, and we're working through slides for that. And then I'm taking the same topic written up for Agile Alliance and then Try Agile to try and get that out there and refine it. Oh, that would be back. good. Are you going to submit it to Try Agile? Yeah, I did. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, Metacasters, we're done with the donut. We are. Right? For I, now. For, for now. That's true. It's an evolutionary. It, we're always eating donuts, so. I, yeah. Metacasters, I, I just bring you back to the picture that I posted of Josh on the uh, on the Metacast. So uh, several issues ago, you could see how many donuts. You, in fact, we could have a run a contest. You could win a book, a product owner book, by guessing how many donuts Josh eats per sprint interval or something like that. No, you know, I'm, I'm I, just kidding. I never posted the photos or the video. Oh, oh crap, crap. I, I just stepped into like a big big pit of shit didn't i yes you did i did yeah. josh my buddy my pal <laughs> you're looking quite nicely today so for the right amount of money i've got some oh my incriminating god my wallet is open sir <laughs> my, my wallet i'll pay you to shut up josh is josh has some not so flattering pictures of me uh, and but they're my, fantastic. They're, and one of them my wife saw. I printed one of them last night, and she said, burn it, burn it. It looks terrible. Wait, wait, wait. You printed a picture? Yeah. Like on, like, photo paper or just regular paper? Reg, uh, photo paper. Photo, okay, okay. okay. A photo, I was testing yeah. a new printer we got. We Ooh, got a photo fancy. printer. Nice. And I, was te and I happened to, to print the and one the, that you and know. That's the photo you printed. And then... Yes, just as a test, and my wife saw it, and I'm not kidding. She she was like, she's like, that's the most unflattering thing I've ever seen. You need to burn that. Your wife is the best. She, yeah, I'm sure you like my wife. Yes. So that gives you a hint, Metacasters, as to uh, the power and the leverage that Mr. Anderson has over me at the moment. Hopefully you'll forget that. Never. So how do folks find us, Josh? Uh, so find us on the channel you found us on right now. Um, we are everywhere we can be. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, cracking water bottles, whatever. <laughs> Sorry for your ears there. Bob was cracking a water bottle. Um, our website, iTunes, everywhere. Um, reviews, any comment helps us reach more people because, again, that is why we do this, to try and help folks out there. So uh, question, comments, anything you may have. Topics. Your best bet is probably on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Um, also, questions and comments on the website itself. We do keep pretty good track of those, so we'd be happy to... Be happy to help you out in any way we can. Yep. So, from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Gamlin. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.